Hey everybody and welcome to episode 68 of the Bonehead Podcast where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben and once again I'm joined by Blood Tide Ben. Hello. How you doing, BT? Okay? I'm good. I'm not a snotling this week. Got <laughs> everything all up and running again. <laughs> I was going to say, we have we have infinite tech issues like every single week. Um, yeah. It, I, we, we got into like a really good pattern where like for 10 episodes, we literally just signed on, recorded, and then went home. It was really chill. And then summits happened. I know what's happened on my end, like Windows updates. I had to refilm a bunch of videos this week because it just wrecks all the audio settings. And I don't know why. <laughs> Like, we even playing a fumble match in our league earlier, and the fumble noises were gone. And there's really no point playing if you haven't got the fumble noises. Yeah, that's half the game. Half the game is the throw teammate sound. We're saying the injury sound. Yeah, it's, it's, all, about, it's all about the injury sound. Yeah, like, I, I was struggling to figure out what was going on. Um, <laughs> because I'm just so used to, like, not paying attention and just hearing. Like, because I don't want to look at my players die. I just want to hear the, the grotesque yeah. bone crunching noise um, <laughs> to tell me how many players I'm going to have left. But actually went okay, which was pretty cool. We've got some games to talk about, which is nice. Yeah, um, we do. So this week, uh, everything is a little bit quiet in Blood Bowl land, which is nice. I feel like we've given Death Zone a really good run out now. And uh, we've got the world reopening on Monday, essentially, mm. like groups of six etc etc um so we figured there's going to be a lot of people joining blood bowl for the first time on tabletop or at least the first time in like a year so what ben and i are going to do today is we're going to talk about league versus tournament if you're coming back into blood bowl if you're starting up again if you're going to be engaging with blood bowl 2020 what are the benefits of joining a league versus going to a tournament to dip your toe into blood bowl and then because there are now 29 teams in blood bowl we kind of challenged ourselves. We are going to do 29 teams in 29 minutes. So, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, 29 minutes. It, it, roughly. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. aim for it. I think, I think, right, over under Ben, 25 minutes, I reckon, for us. For us? Yeah. No, I was going to say for anyone. Oh. <laughs> for anyone, it might be 25 minutes, but that's why we, we need an extra, an extra half an hour. I don't know. I'm confident about this one. I reckon we can smash through them all. And the whole point is we're going to basically give a brief of each of the teams. So if you're listening and you're kind of new to Blood Bowl or actually just looking for a new challenge, hopefully we can tantalize you with a team or two. There you go. And all the alliteration out today, which is wicked. Um, yeah. Right. Let's let's start off with a cheeky bit of Blood Bowl news, then we'll chat some hobby, and then we'll delve in to League versus Tournaments. And we're back, and it's news time, and I think uh, Vortis miniatures have spoiled a couple of bits. Um, oh, ben, you know that Orc team you printed for trips that was mostly supports? What was... Yes. Who, oh, who did those? Do you know, what, can you remember? I don't remember. What was the what was the team even called? Pirates of the Orc Bay. I'm just gonna have a look. That's the one. I think um I think that they're they're brewing up for something. They're brewing up for a Kickstarter because Mr. Triplo is kind of our three D print um Oh, what do they call those journalists that like specialise in an area? Correspondent. 
There you go. Mm. Ian Triplo is kind of the 3D print correspondent of the Bonehead podcast. Um, Finds it all, doesn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant. And he's shared a couple of files that they've been working on. So I guess they've got something coming up as well. Um, but it otherwise... Is, uh, MG picks. Oh, man, I never would have. No. Never would Oh. oh. Modena, Italy. I joined their group earlier, actually. Oh, cool. Oh. Oh, I just saw someone like creating Blood Bowl stuff and they were like, hey, come join my group. And I was like, well, okay, I think I will. You know, let's see what's going on here. I didn't realize it was the Pirates of the Orc Bay guys. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I, I like the sculpting they've got going on. But I think it's fair to say Ian Triplo's favorite designer is Cross Lances. And, and Cross Lances did the Leprechaun team, I think is the, the biggest thing they did. And they did a bunch of Christmas decorations and Angry Princesses. So... This yeah. this team, this fellow, has been very busy. And now they've got one more, which is Little Bad Fantasy Football Players. Five small 3D printable fantasy football teams, STL files. So this is on the Kickstarter. They've reached a goal of 4,200 against a target of £85. And there's five <laughs> days to go. So what's the day today? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you've got, you've got a day and a half when the podcast comes out um, to back this. And, uh, well, what to say about it? It's um, it's a team of kind of gribbly-ish fantasy-style animal creatures. So kind of, kind of like the Grebo Cutimals, but a little bit less yeah. chibi. A bit more horror-y, horror-y yeah. almost. Yeah. There's some like, Malifaux-style stuff in there. So, yeah, yeah, it really does remind me of that, that war band with the, the toys and stuff. I, I really like that. I think Rich has got those, hasn't he? He does, yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. So, um, Killer Teddy Bears, which, it because, they, because they're like modular, the teams can be used to play any kind of team. This is only SDLs, so interestingly, there's no physical Kickstarter stuff around at the moment, but there is a big Norse team, and you've got a bunch of fanged, stitched-up teddy bears, a yeti, some ulf warriors, which are basically teddy bears with dog heads. You've got berserkers, which are just really torn-apart dudes. You've got ones with big hands, which are the catchers, and the throwers are throwing their own heads, which I actually mm-hmm. think is really cool. That is cool. So we've got a few STLs right at the beginning of this campaign. I have printed them out, and hopefully by now the video of me looking at them and getting really excited has gone up and out. Because they are really cool. Now, the ones I, we got hold of didn't have supports, so I had to support them some myself. So the duck is missing a leg, and I had to clean up the resin tray. But that one's on me. Um, but the minis have come up really, really, really nicely. Size-wise, they vary, uh, but that's the beautiful thing about 3D printing. And at this point, Ben, I'm waving my size 400 uh, dwarf giant in front of the camera. <laughs> I think it's colossal. <laughs> it's wicked. It. It's the same size as a Coke can. It's just so good. <laughs> Need more giants in, in my life. Um. Anyway, so there's the bear team. Then there's this one here, which is a courtly cats team, which is uh, basically imperial nobility, but in the style of Puss in Boots, which I think is awesome. Now, I, Tiff hasn't seen this team yet, but this, I think, is going to be very key for me getting to her to to play some more blood bowl sevens i think do you reckon yeah she's she's she keeps bringing up every now and again she's like oh you know you should get one of those cute teams for blood bowl from from that company in russia i'm like well it's not russia that's punga but that's fine and then i get the look but you know the point is cute cats like these guys look like if there was an animal crossing blood bowl team these would be it 
Yeah, that is actually very true. There's yeah, it's the, the, the large heads, the... There's a lot of character. I, I really like them. I think these are my favorite, actually. Um, anyway, they got... I like the pigs. Oh, yeah. So they've got linemen, they've got throwers, they've got blitzers with wicked hats, and they are just... And the bodyguards are so cool. They're like uh, armoured cats and a big old tiger which i'm not so fat, not so fond of the tiger but mm. you know there's plenty of ogres to use and then cooks pigs which is what i think you were just saying to you ben yeah uh, what's this team supposed to be uh i think they say this team is like black orc team black orcs. Well, it's what they would like they've considered doing it yeah i guess with that sort of team you could run them as lizards or something oh, as well yeah. but yeah these are these are just <laughs> they're just really funny i love them they're just so bumpy <laughs> they the, are. i think the, the the black boars they're calling them and the the troll i think genuinely do look really good oh that troll is fantastic yeah. it is basically like a hog but dressed up as a chef uh and, yeah. and so are the black boars and the lime the little sous chefs with like uh little tiny paper hats on and aprons it's just I, I tell you what like it is a silly blood bowl team they're all silly blood bowl teams but they're just really well done like mm. this isn't like yeah. uh, I can't sculpt a proper team, so I'm going to do cartoony teams. No, they can do proper sculpting, and they've just chosen to do a cartoony team. And then there's more, mm-hmm. uh, the Quack Attack, which is an Elven Union duck team. Um, <laughs> this is just like they just they are ducks, but in fantasy football armor. Basically, they've got NFL style hats and little like armor bits. You got linemen, you got throwers, you got catchers, you got blitzers. I like them. They've got Wallace and Gromit's teeth. Wallace and Gromit's teeth, which is fine. They're, they're not my favourite. I think the cats are definitely my favourite. Um, oh my god, there's demonic rabbits as well. Oh wow, so ben, good. these look a lot like the Grebo ones, don't they? Well, it's funny you say that because I'm literally just looking up more about cross lances. It's three artists in Florence, Italy, and it says made by the Grebo game sculptures so i'm wondering if they did the cutimals because oh. there is a lot of crossover yeah they have the, Grebo games mentioned on their website the blockers are called the rab ogre is fantastic and the rabbit troll and the rabbitor is is a little bit less cute um <laughs> so they've got a chaos team for that basically we've got horned uh, rabbits and then some blocker rabbits with big helmets on and I, I mean it's just it's just great free sculptures they've got star players uh, as well how to buy so let's have a look at the price for these because I need to back this um, £9 for a team £12 for the teddy bear team £12 for the cats team what's the all in demonic rabbits 13 all teams £35 £35 for what One, two, three, four, five. STL's worth of Blood Bowl teams. That's £7 a, a team, basically, isn't it? Oh, £68 yeah. £68 for the rights to, to print and sell as well, which is actually really That's cheap. That's pretty good. That is really good. Oh, I bet Trips got in on the early bird. £25 for all teams. Oh, God, I missed out on that. Because <laughs> £25 is yeah. a bargain. And they come supported as well. And... I just 3D printing land supported stuff is just the best thing in the flipping world. Yeah. No, no it, it's it's just saves you so much like worry. It, it's a real peace of mind when you can download it and just know like ah, I can just put this on. 
and it should print. Someone's done all the testing for me. I've um, and, I've got yeah. some I've got some support related moaning to do in hobby, but for that's not a reflection on cross lances because cross lances and stuff is really good. Anyway, these are not bad. I think we probably should do. I tell you what, Ben, let's pencil it in for our next episode. We'll talk about silly teams. We'll talk about actually, yeah. Because if we are having a load of players join Blood Bowl, they're going to be seeing the Games Workshop stuff. They're going to be seeing the cool Punga stuff and things like that. And then someone's going to sit down there with the, I think the Penguin Norse team seems to be like one of the most popular non Blood Bowl team. And then you've got like the Pig team from here, and and they're definitely going to be out there. And I think it's worth worth us just having a chat and sort of showing off some of the things that are out there, um, and how people feel about it. So I think maybe we'll gather some info before that as well. But there, we'll do that next. Um, so yeah, that is it for Blood Bowl news. Ben did point out uh, either at the beginning of this segment or just in between segments that it's actually only seven weeks till Bonehead Bowl, which is very much sold out, which is very yeah, cool. rapidly approaching. Um, in fact, accidentally, accidentally filled it right up. So that's going to be really cool. And then three weeks later, we're going to go over to the Isle of Wight, hopefully. Um, probably should book that. And then... Um, and then, well, I don't know, I think we're going to try and squeeze another tournament in in October or something like that, but we really don't know what's going to happen. I think in tournaments, it's just really busy at the moment. So we may be able to squeeze one in. Mm-hmm. Hopefully things will be freed up. Otherwise, it's February for Beachhead Bowl. And we've got some good news about Beachhead Bowl, actually. They've upped it because of how well the tickets have been selling. They've upped it to 64 competitors now. So if you are... That's a big tournament. Yeah, yes. man, that's wicked. <laughs> absolutely wicked so if you are planning on coming to that one it's at the BIC it's in a convention the tickets are more expensive than they normally would be but you get entry to the site on the day as well so that's awesome yeah three rounds of 11s on the Saturday four rounds of 7s on the Sunday Um, £45 gets you the weekend pass so you get to see the convention on both days and basically if you play in a tournament and get the weekend pass it's if you only plan on to play in one of our tournaments it's still cheaper than buying tickets for the weekend and doing stuff so i don't know just come along we're gonna have a great time i'm just buzzing for it hopefully the world will be settled down um yeah i think that's about it for blood bowl news ben i really want to talk to you about hobby so let's move on to that okay hobby time ben what have you been up to so i know you've been up to some cool stuff yeah i i got a commission which is exciting you actually did and it is looking amazing yeah um it was a new year's resolution i set, which was i want to try it at some point try and like paint for paint for cash um and yeah i reached out to someone on on the interwebs and yeah and he, he seemed he seemed happy with the stuff and he's basically saying here paint like and life's worth of necrons so i'll be painting <laughs> necrons 40k for the next 50 years for those of you watching on youtube i'm going to put the pictures of uh, what ben's been paying up on the screen because the scheme looks amazing like it looks really good and ben's like smashing these out in about seven minutes a team uh it's crazy like it is well, crazy it looks like that it's all my free time <laughs> it's all his free time and potentially probably some meeting times at work as well but um uh, yeah, I don't say that on, on the... <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the secret is it airbrush is it like what's the yeah um so it's it's mostly airbrushed um i've been doing the the main uh, base coat are prime and black um i spray them silver it's the vallejo metal color burnt iron i do a base coat of and like a dark silver and then i do a metal color 
Duralu, duraluminium, duraluminium. It's, it's. I think, a made-up word. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like aluminium colored, but not quite as bright as our aluminium, which is actually just called aluminium. Um, and yeah, and and I kind of do that as like a zenithal. So it's kind of like quite chromey on the top, but then it's still got quite a deep shadow. Then I coat it in black oil wash, um, dab all of that off, and the oil. I, I've been loving using oil paints daily. Just absolutely loving it because it's like it's like a wash, but it doesn't stain it because you can just take it away. So you get really bright metal and you keep that, but then you get like easy black recesses. And I, I just think it looks really cool. And you can kind of like, you can remove the oil paint and it kind of glazes it as like a gradient glaze because you can just keep removing the paint rather than having to add it on and then painting too much and having too many layers. Instead, you just dab away some paint and it's just like, looks smooth. That's amazing. It's really, really nice. Would that work on? Yeah. Um, would that? Do you think that would work on the like dystopian wars style ships and things like that? Because oh, hundred percent, yeah. Because oh. it, with it being oil as well, it looks kind of dirty. Yeah, um, like it, it can look oily. Uh, you can make it look clean, but I'm not good enough for that. Um, <laughs> I just kind of chuck oil on. It's not what you want for your grimy. war stuff, anyway. Though is it? You want grime for almost everything yeah, in every do, game we play. Ships. Yeah, ships and yeah. robots, space death robots, and Blood Bowl players. Like, yeah. All of it <laughs> gonna be... makes a lot of sense to be grimy and gribbly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and I did some that, that little cheeky bit of, like, some minor glow. It's not gone over the top, but that was kind of just with, like, a red ink. And I was going to say, kind of, that's not yeah, minor kind of glow. The glow looks incredible. On Thanks. camera. It I looks, don't know what it looks like in person, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, clever with, I'm trying to be clever with the photos. <laughs> We find actually, out if the guy's listening just... to this. No, they look good in person yeah. as well. They look really good. It's not all just lens flare <laughs> effects that Ben's put on afterwards, pretending he's J.A.J. Yeah. Abrams, just adding all this shine to these robots. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, they look absolutely wicked. No, are, you, are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, I am, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad this was Necrons. I think any other army would have been really challenging because there's quite a lot to paint here. I've got a, like, we're doing it in three batches. And this first batch is kind of 60 warriors, 20 scarabs. It's like all the horde stuff. Is that um, right? The 20 scarab swarms? Yeah, the swarms. Oh my like God. the horde swarms. Yeah. Um, like so it's quite a lot. But again, I kind of had this method going that feels quite rapid. So I, I think I think it'll be fine. And again, it's Necrons. So you can paint them up quite fast. No, if it was like, I don't know what's complicated, like Jeans the Occult or something. Like, yeah, that would be tough. I don't know. I think with your painting style, you'd find a way to, to make it real quick and easy. Because what was it? You were painting up the Cursed City stuff. And, you know, that came together real quickly as well and looks really <laughs> Not good. some in the community. You, you guys have been painting that up. Oh, yeah. But I think painting is, is not uh, probably the way I would describe this. Like, under, I think <laughs> a lot of people describe it as, as priming. Uh, because it's just it's very uh, what's, what is it we say it's very stylized um but got some paint on it um so yeah i i actually managed to paint uh, 15 guys before the game died so that was um that was good but we're not, we're not going to bring that up <laughs> we're not going to bring that up anymore it's just in the shed in the shed of shame no i'm afraid i've just yeah. abandoned that like uh that's just going to go in the cupboard with space hulk and never get played i imagine Oh, no. Although I'm hoping that we'll bust it out one night at club night or something. Um, I think that'd be fun. I think it'd be worth a shot. Because club night begins on Tuesday next week, Ben. Are you clubbing? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I'll be there. I think potentially Warcry we're going to be trying. Warcry? Yeah. 
Um, uh, that was one of, one of the many games we've painted up over lockdown that we're desperate to try. <laughs> so, yeah. What um what warband are you brewing up? Uh, so I recently finished off my Iron Golems, um, which I had from the release that I kind of painted up three models and put to one side, like most projects. Um, but yeah, and I recently finished them up, and yeah, I I really like those models, so I'm looking forward to giving that a go. I like the idea of Warcry. I think it's um, quite fast play, and I think there's quite a lot of variance in it as well. I mean, we love Blood Bowl because you can make decisions and then the dice will end your opponent's great decisions and reward you for terrible ones sometimes. And I think Warcry is going to be a little bit like that as well. Um, yeah. Where, where sometimes their opponent just rolls a load of ones and your halfling survives. I don't think there are halflings, but there should be halflings. Uh, you know, and then sometimes your little dude just rolls a ton of sixes, gets loads of crits and just goes ham. And uh, I, I really like that. So I'm... I'm I'm very interested to see how that plays out at club next week because yeah I'm I'm really dying for a second a second system I think is the best way to describe it my search continues I've got Armada on the desk I've got Dystopian Wars um which I bought myself for birthday and uh, that's just like yeah I don't know I'm just on the search for a second for a second system just I don't know maybe maybe it's I think a- what I've liked about Warcry is because it's so kind of simple and it's so varied in the units. Like, even in the core game, the core, like, chaos factions are so different from each other, which is, you know, it's not, not really unusual for Age of Sigmar now, but, like, that, that's, it's really cool to have this kind of, like, new thing in Warhammer that's, like, kind of unexplored. And I think I quite like that in Warcry because it makes this, like, a sandbox where you can really expand and we like getting stl files and you can make warcry bands <laughs> super easily from some of these like you get like a month's months like some companies month on patreon they have like 10 to 12 models and then you have a warcry band from that and i think yeah. it's really it's a really cool system just to be like hey i've got this these models what can i use them for make a little band in warcry yeah so if make i can't some stats or if i can't get a blood bowl and... if i can't get a blood bowl uh a blood bowl opponent i'll probably spend the night watching you guys play warcry just to, to yeah. get to get an idea of whether it's uh, gonna be the game for me or not so that's cool so you've been doing a ton of hobby and you've got games planned for next week and then we've got tournaments mm-hmm. coming up ben and then i need to trick you into filming with me soon because my hobby has yeah. been all about the bonehead championship which is what you guys decided the uh, our next series should be called which is all about six 11s teams so what day is it today it's going to be saturday when this comes out so all the teams logos should have been spoiled so you can probably figure out which six teams are going to be in there um, our patrons will already know and they are helping us choose the rosters so it's going to be no surprise there's a nobility team in there and everybody wants the ogre so we're going to be running the ogre in a nobility team which is yes. going to be interesting uh i'm um i've been playing a ton of nobility games without the ogre and uh i'm, I'm really enjoying them like i'm actually i'm really Doing happy well with it's yeah it's going it's going all right I've, I've won some i've won some solid games obviously you and i had our great game last week which yep. was a lot of fun like that was the slaughter <laughs> it wasn't the slaughter it's friendly it turns out oh man fend is just a hard counter in so many ways so I played against milton today like literally an hour ago mm-hmm. and he's got the the sun the stromfels team from fumble which is basically thralls and four were sharks which are just strength five movement four movement five frenzy claws and you know what's great against frenzy claws people with armor seven and fend 
who cost 45k like these guys cost a third of your players and they just stop you from doing anything fun it's like boom tap tap blue blue you can't do stuff um yeah like if you're if you're going back into your league and when your friend has got the new necromantic team and you're on ability you're gonna you're gonna really shut down those wealth yeah <laughs> really get, yeah really good thing so uh where am i sitting now uh Four wins, one tie, and two losses so far with the league. And I've got two games to go, and they're both against the um, the rugby team, which is going to be interesting. I've got mm. I've got, next, I've got triple trip trips next week, and then Sam Frenzy Garner the week after. I'm sitting at third at the moment, but I think the Ironbreaker team is um, potentially going to win their one. Yeah, they, James is really taking them forward like that. That yeah. that team, if you're not aware, is. Kind of a dwarf team with armor ten and less, even less movement. <laughs> less movement, no um, tackle. Yeah, no runners. It's it's, it's, it's a cool a, team. It's a wall, isn't it? Yeah, but it <laughs> is a significant wall. I I I've really enjoyed this league with all the different teams in there. It's been really great fun to try out different elements. Um, and I don't know, maybe it will be our last bit of fumble before we move on to Blood Bowl twenty twenty. Now we can play indoors again. Um, yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm happy with my choice of nobility on Fumble because even though I haven't got running pass, uh, which I imagine is not an ideal skill, uh, I don't think I've ever used it. So, <laughs> um, and um, I don't know. They've been really good. They've, I've been developing the team. It's it's coming together nicely. Uh, obviously, you and I, you and I had our game last week. That was oh, that was my round six game. So I've played. I played the big shark team this week and won one nil, and that was that that's was, impressive because that, was, that team is tough. Uh, yeah, if I oh he's lost two games, so he's five and two at the yeah. moment, and I'm four one and two, so I'm only only a couple of points behind him now. Uh, Warhanam Hanam at the top there with the Slayers, five wins, five, two, five ties. Wins two ties. Now I'm not sure if we're going to do the the top four finals anymore now that the world is kind of reopening i wonder if it's just going to go away but i don't know I, I, iron breakers i beat them already sons of strumfels i beat them and i lost to ian 2-1 on a last on a turn 16 um like sweet rolling from ian so the nobility holding their own i'm proud of them and i'll be even more yeah. proud when they're armored cat miniatures so that'd be quite good <laughs> <laughs> or the norba miniatures which i am dying for i am absolutely yeah. dying for those to be posted and they're like coming in the next month or so as well yeah they're soon um and just having those knights i know that they're not bretonians at all and they do play like their own team which is really cool and they're not as good as bretonians but they are plenty good enough like to win games mm -hmm. um i just i don't know i guess i guess i'll run black orcs in our league at club I'll leave nobility to you on tabletop, Ben. If you're still up for playing nobility, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've, yeah, got them painted up. I think it'll be good to use them. Um, yeah, no, I think I think it will be a real interesting game. That will be an ability with the ogre as well. Ooh. He's definitely a staple in the list. So I'll be trying that. Be quite different to see how the team develops. Yeah, I, uh, I, it's it's interesting. Garden wrestle don't necessarily go together very well, but. Wrestle. I just treat mm -hmm. wrestle as a free skill at that point. That's yeah. that's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, sometimes it's going to save my guy from from dying. Like, if they didn't have block, 
or wrestle, they would get punched and die a lot. Like they just stand firm guard pieces when they level up and sometimes you get to choose to end an opponent's turn or to save yourself. And a lot of times when it comes to wrestle, it's just going to be a case of, right, actually, I'll drag that big guy down to the ground because you've got less movement. So what are playing against James? He's got like movement three, movement four dwarves. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's, let's both wrestle down. Like, let's wrestle down. I'm going to get up and move three squares. You're going to get up and barely move one, like, which means I can just That's disengage. Exactly, yeah. And at least on your turn, you know, you can just stand them up and they've got their guard again. Like, if they're knocked down because they didn't have it, they wouldn't be able to get up. They might be stunned, you know. it's Yeah. yeah. And, um, and because wrestle is just... You're just more... I'm more willing to take a punt when I'm punching a big guy. Like... Yeah, because it's it's just the skull that's bad. A one die block is is nothing to me. Like that's absolutely fine. Like I'm going to bring you to the ground, and you know, I I don't know. Really like him. Really impressed. The throwers are subpar, uh, but that just adds to charm. Adds to the charm. Like my accurate guy got killed, uh, uh, which is sad because he was oh, finally no, really? yeah he was finally throwing <laughs> balls around and then he just died. Um, but that's kind of what brought up the topic for today of leagues versus resurrection um for kind of getting into blood bowl and starting like testing the waters with blood bowl 2020 because ah oh, i really wanted to try out the nobility team and have finally got like something going along and then it just it just died again which is a part of the <laughs> blood bowl story but if you are trying to get to grips with the format there may be a different way of doing it um so yeah hobby wise i painted uh, well, one and three half Blood Bowl teams, I guess, is probably the best way to say it. Um, and yeah, that's a yeah little... you're saying I'm smashing out these robots. You're smashing out the teams. That's crazy. Yeah, but your your painting is significantly better. Uh, I'm just lazy boy my way through. And I got distracted by painting up dystopian warships when I shouldn't have done. And and but you know, it's nice to have a palette cleanser every now and again. Yeah, paint. I think I had this. Uh, it must have been around the start of lockdown. It's just like it's just nice sometimes to be in the mindset of just paint what you want to paint when the moment comes because you know sometimes you're motivated to paint something it's still painting it's still progress you can still be proud of it just you want to paint something just paint it but I know deadlines are a thing oh and yeah especially when you've got like a tournament or something oh wow well, yeah <laughs> then that doesn't really apply uh, I don't know it's great the best thing you can do if you're going to a tournament is stay up till one a.m. putting spider webs on the bases in there right Ben. <laughs> 3 a.m. <laughs> was it three? Oh my god! <laughs> the glue was still drying when I took them to the tournament. <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited to start doing that again. Like I just can't even. Like the Isle of Wight tournament, I haven't even looked at what team I'm going to take. Uh, you know, I actually get to go away and play in a tournament as well, which is pretty sweet, and I'm happy to be doing it. Like it's it's just cool. Mm-hmm. But I imagine I'll be taking. Well, we're gonna have six teams painted up for um for the YouTube's. So. I will have a smorgasbord of teams to choose from. And I'll probably let YouTube yeah. decide for me, which is quite cool. Um, so I, the only thing I wanted to mention is supports. And have you printed out any of the Punga Dwarves? I haven't. No, I haven't printed for about a month. Oh, so we, we gave two Dwarf... Well, we're giving away two Dwarf teams based on prizes. And I printed a load of stuff out, went to clean it up. And I realized that because of the supports, there was a bunch of pieces that had come away. So I'm still trying to print these blooming dwarves, the Sternboy teams, um, and like some of them are perfect. You know, you chuck them in hot water, they come away and they're great. Some of them, the supports are just insane. Like they are really chunky, 
and I'm really struggling mm. with a couple of them. Um, but I, I love the Punga stuff. The Punga miniatures are amazing, and they scale up beautifully, which I thought was a cunning plan. But, oh, man, pre-supported stuff. I'll give them a go, because, yeah, see if it's like a printer thing. Um, oh, yeah, I'll give it a few a go. I'll go clean out my printer uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I've had the resin sat in there for weeks. It's it's one of the... Um, I've got Hackflem here. Why have I got Hackflem? Oh, I think that's Rune. Um and his insane Skaven team. But yeah, uh, it's one of the Dwarf Blitzers. They've got these wings on their helmets, and bless them, they've, they've printed the whole miniature upside down, so the entire weight comes through the wings on this guy, so I think I'm just going to sack it off and mm. re-support myself, which is always risky. Um, yeah, always. or you could just like isolate the wing and maybe just print a wing separate and glue that on or something. I don't know if that'll work. I hadn't considered that. That's actually quite clever, Ben. I like it. I like it. I like that a lot. So yeah, hobby-wise, been printing some stuff, been painting a load of stuff, been doing some like cool graphic stuff that I've been enjoying, and it's actually been a pretty good hobby sesh. Um, I guess the only other thing I've been up to is uh, editing a load of Tiff's Animal Crossing videos, which has been a lot of fun as well. She's she's settled into her new job now, which is wicked, and she's back doing the Animal Crossing like island tours and stuff. And um, it's a very different editing palette for me to play with, like a very different editing palette. And it's actually quite nice. Um, I think you were going uh, full on the clickbait, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's scariest island ever. It was really cool. <laughs> Do you know, have you ever watched um, Ghost Hunters, Ben? With Zach oh, Bagans. God. I, um, that rings a bell, maybe. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, sort of like one of those MTV kind of shows. Oh my god, it's the MTV ghost <laughs> show. Like, it's just it's, <laughs> Zach Bagans is amazing. So I got to put loads of his little faces just like popping up and stuff in the video. I had a great time. I had a great time. Spookiest <laughs> 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 uh, Blood Bowl team ever. That's that's coming in this Halloween. Oh, <laughs> well, that might be a spoiler for one of the teams that are in the league. Uh, they're in, uh, are going to be in our league, but that Necro team might be the spookiest one ever because it's got spiders all over it. Um, Ooh. yeah it's good fun I'm just loving this I'm so excited I cannot wait to start filming I cannot wait to start playing Blood Bowl and ah oh, this series is going to be so much fun I've got it's today is Tuesday so it should be here tomorrow tomorrow I've got a box with some merch in with the team logos and because uh, someone a couple of people have said like oh you know have some merch so we can buy a team and support the team like have a shirt or a mug or something i'm like that's a great idea so i bought myself a couple because so i was like yeah let's get the bat let's get the uh the black the black mountain buccaneers so i can have like a shirt and a mug ready i'm just really excited like that nice. was the that was my birthday present to myself was merch from a series i haven't filmed yet um but you know <laughs> It's good to be excited. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's all good. Right, man. Anything else anything else on the hobby front for you? Uh I think that's just it, yeah. Just just robots for days, yeah. Oh, how was your game today? Ah, yes, I played against Sam Frenzy Garner. However, I was bringing the Frenzy this time. Oh. Um he was bringing Four Nations, which is the rugby throwing everyone's got dump off um nerves of steel, that kind of team. Um and yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good game. It started off quite well in his favour. Um, then he scored. Then I got the ball, and um, <laughs> I got it quite close. Got it down to his end zone fairly quickly. And then he went to attack the ball carrier, and I think my well for block. I think he defended. I just said to him, "You're going to regret that, Sam." <laughs> and he swarmed on with more my ball carrier. <laughs> 
and the wolves just went mayhem and it was like injured casualty missed next game badly <laughs> oh wow and it just melted his team and yeah he he didn't have he started just losing too many players and you know it was just a numbers game from there so the second half was quite fast and it ended up being 2-1 Oh, wicked! How, how's your standing well, for the How's your standing for the league at the moment then? I think I'm solid D in the middle. Uh, I think I'm three one three. You are three wins, one tie, three losses. Yeah, three one. Casualty Twenty one. Oh my god! Yeah, twenty one plus. Yeah, um, this team is it's brutal. <laughs> oh, I love the wear team. I really do love the wear team. It's one of my favourite. It, it's the. It's probably. Oh, that or Ethereal or Squigs. Not the Squig team that's in this one, the simple Squig team. I yeah. think are the teams that belong in Blood Bowl most. Um, because... Yeah, this this feels like it really could be. Like, it's a really nice, it's like an alternative almost to Vampires in the sense where you've got this like specialized death player and a bit of support. I just, yeah, I think they're really cool. I, I do think they could be in Blood Bowl and still be quite balanced I've had some secret teams that feel really not strong enough and the ones that feel a bit too strong I do think where and Ethereal are probably two that we've seen which are quite balanced I, you say? I, I, I totally agree they do their own thing and they focus on doing their own thing rather than, than just doing yeah. something else's thing better like the Slayer team yeah. that Ian's running is it's just, it's just like halfway between Dwarves and Norse which is fine, mm. but you know what? Those are two really good teams. Um, and uh, the wear team, it's got vulnerabilities. Like, it's cool. Yeah, and it gets it's motoring. got like no defense. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they do crumble. Um, but it, it's also got a uniqueness in, like you say, it's got edge four linemen that aren't that strength two but not stunty, which is quite unique. That Blood Bowl doesn't really have much of. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, it's it's cool. It's really cool. They're super fast, really fast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of them. Huge fan of them. Right, um, let's let's chat about tournament versus league. Yeah. And we're back. So, as we said earlier in the episode, the world is reopening monday so a load of leagues are starting up so if you have been waiting for your opportunity to play blood bowl 2020 to do it legally and potentially safely that time is now blood bowl season two starts now guys like everyone's had a little bit of like i've watched a game i've seen some stuff on tabletop simulator i played against my dog on the kitchen table <laughs> you know we've all played some stuff but this is the point at which this game now becomes common use. This is where it starts. You're going to see the leagues brew up and then you're going to have tournaments. So what we kind of thought about is we've done the whole how do you set up a league thing. We've done that. This is now going to be about the, the kind of benefits of joining a league when you're starting out with Blood Bowl 2020 or going to a couple of tournaments when it comes to Blood Bowl 2020. Because Ben and I, we've got both booked in. We've got a tournament in seven weeks and a tournament in ten weeks and the league won't start until june but we've got like a month of friendly matches to play blood bowl 2020 up until that point so we kind of mm -hmm. thought we'd have a little chat about the pros and cons um so i don't know i can't be bothered to do this in a debate style then but you know so where do you want to start you want to start with league or tournament uh let's start with league i think 
I think that's fair. Yeah. Especially because we're going through a league at the moment. Um, yeah. With some very odd and some very old rules, which is which is quite cool. So, league. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about some pros and we're going to talk about some cons. So, Ben, you're pretty much a positive kind of guy. Benefit of the league. Pick a benefit. I mean, it's a story. You have, I think, one of the things that really drew me to Blood Bowl in the first place was the league concept of you have your team, you have your starting guys, and they stick with you, and you give them names, and they level up, they progress. It's something I've, to some like degree of success with some friends, implemented in other games like 40k and that, but it's always something that find wanting in every kind of game and not not even just tabletop but video games as well where you just you just want that sense of progression where your guys mean something and you know league is that you hit the nail massively on the head so blood bowl is it's a great game like there's a ton of choices to make there are 29 different teams out there to choose from and then within each of those there's like three or four reasonably good build choices okay so there's like a hundred different teams to kind of play with um so a set piece game there's a ton of work there but that that faux rpg element that story that building your franchise is what we kind of normally say isn't it like there is mm-hmm. nothing like it out there and it, it is just one of the best things when you start to brew up a character that gets a name and other people remember the name or even if they don't remember the name they know that player and what it does it's just really cool and yeah it, you hear the term in wargaming uh your dudes don't you and yeah, yeah. it really is very much your dudes yeah. in in probably more than any other game i think uh just they become your yeah. dudes and um that is a massive pro to league so if you're getting into blood bolt 2020 having that story that rpg arc is absolutely a massive part however and this is why this kind of topic came up a bit um there are some downsides to league as well especially and this is why we're doing like a month of just freebie chill try out the game games first is if you're just joining blood bowl or just joining blood bowl 2020 or honestly just going outside for the first time in like i don't know 14 months going straight into a league playing the team you want to play having game one be absolute carnage and then it can be miserable for a while and that is one thing i just you've got to be real careful about and i and I'm, I'm hesitant a little bit to go ah oh, we won we reopen let's go straight into a league because it, it league is kind of something more than just a game it is a like it's a it's a social contract it's something that you're a part of bowing out of the league because you're not having fun is honestly in my opinion fair enough like but you have to be prepared and you have to be in a good mind space for that because all the highs that Ben just described, like building my dudes, the leveling up, getting story, there is also the exact lows as well. And I wonder if people's mental fortitude at the right now, uh, I just imagine waiting 14 months to get back to tabletop. Imagine waiting nine months to play the new Blood Bowl and then you bring your beautifully painted nobility team and your ogre and your thrower die in the first game. And then you That's have... the point, isn't it? It's like, it's like you play it for your dudes and then when your dudes die and you lose <laughs> them, it's heartbreaking die. and it sucks. <laughs> it is, it is. And it's a definitely a part of it. But it's like, um, it's like gambling. This is like gambling with your hobby time. <laughs> 
It's the best way to say it. It's like watching Pub the great hobby for your kids. It's like gambling. <laughs> it is like gambling. If you want your kids to understand loss, Blood Bowl is a hundred percent the game. Like I, I this is honestly. <laughs> I'm going to use Blood Bowl 7s to teach my children about death because I feel like it's like about about love and about death. How old are you now, kids? Seven? That's old enough. Right. You're running a Blood Bowl team with goblins. I want you to write their backstory. I want you to tell me about their family. Who's child? You know, how many children does Davy have? Okay, cool. Oh, now no. you're playing against my Black Orcs. And by the way, for the lols, they've all got tackle. Like, let's play a game I like to call beach landing and uh yeah goodbye <laughs> goblin team so <laughs> my point is that all the highs of league are definitely there but launching straight into it with i don't know honestly any team it can go really badly when it comes to league can lead to loss mm. and i think ben we've seen it like we're running a silly fumble league at the moment right it's a throwaway yeah. league to have a throwaway league you have to have the spare mental fortitude and those spare hobby points and i feel like everybody's hobby currency right now is probably like going to be the most precious gaming time of anybody's life ever hopefully and i just yeah I, you know when it comes to starting a league they can go really wrong really quickly and then if you've got to then do that for the next two and a two to three months of your gaming time is then tied into playing with a murdered team it can sour and that's why we thought that actually tournaments slash well what it's resurrection play really but what's it uh what's it called in the book ben as they've given it a new term oh it's not is it ex Oh no! Um, exhibition. That's it. Well done. Exhibition. That's it. Yeah. Exhibition matches. So if you've seen Seven Super Series, in fact, either of them, you'll know what Resurrection is. If you've been to a Blood Bowl tournament before, you'll know. Like you basically, you play the game, and then at the end of the game, everybody resets. Like you play the same roster the next time. Now you can get incremental growth. So in Seven Super Series, after every game, somebody got a skill, and it was just a cool way to build your story without paying that cost. And if you're trying to get Blood Bowl games under your belt to try and experiment, well, that's probably my other point, is if you want to experiment with a team, maybe go into a tournament within the first few months or having like a, a game day with your club. Like, guys, on Saturday, we're going to play a mini Blood Bowl tournament. Let's all chill out, bring a team. What team do you want to run? Like, straight up, take sevens because you'll get more games in and you'll certainly learn some stuff about the team. But if, even if you want to go elevens, like play three games of elevens in a day, get a few guys round four, you know, four people, round robin, you'll have enough opportunity within that resurrection play to uh to to learn because you know i think we've both had it ben like you, you get excited about a team and you're like cool i really want to push this nobility thrower let's see what our, oh he's always oh, able to go for it and now he's dead all right cool so i got to use the thrower i think for you could even five you could even combine it where you have this your little round robin and you say positive spp gains during this count but people aren't aren't injured permanently just to kind of like get you enjoying the best bit the uh, you in that positive mindset yeah and so, then when you and then you can take them into a league and have them all die so that's some of the positive points from having that resurrection format with tournament ben can you think of any negative points to to kind of like having a resurrection event uh i mean i was gonna say it's you get <laughs> it's competitive and that's kind of the double-edged sword i think is it turns from a story into a competition, which 
to some people is really good, but I think to others there is an element of that where you, it's kind of like it, it's all based on the player, really. But you can you can have games where it is really no no holds barred. You play the dirty tactics. You you play to win. You take a roster which can win. Um, I think those can definitely be seen as negatives. Oh, I I completely agree with you. You are you are right, and you will play differently with the resurrection team than you will with the league. Um, I remember uh, Rick, the Iron Man of Blood Bowl, who ran away to France, um, and uh, he played in our sevens tournament. And he was like, "I love playing pro elves in sevens because I can just go blitz stuff, and I don't care. Like I can go and put a dude by the sideline, and it doesn't matter. But in a league, if I lost three elves, that would." hurt me for you know it technically one yeah. game but you know what if you've got three journeymen you're going to struggle in your second game and so really if you have a bad game it can cost you for two games and he's like that's talking just... about wear team earlier yeah I, I only previously played wear in tournaments and i would always run them to with the disposable wear cats and i'd always have games <laughs> where i finish with like four players left and when we're going into league i'm just like i need to change up the play style because i can't keep doing this and I do what I do really like that. And I know that you, you know, you're a big mm. war game, Ben. So like when it comes to 40k, having the idea of like not using too many troops in one battle in case you lost stuff, so you could save the resources for some of the battle. It's a really cool like game outside the game element. And when it comes to running a team for league, if you are playing full story mode, right, with uh, permadeath, okay, if you're going roguelike blood bowl, um, it does make you play a different way. Like mm-hmm. I, I've pulled off some horrific skaven stuff before but it's cost me many players like and apparently i've just run every team like skaven now which is fine but um was it 19 go for it's in my game today which was like one of the (laughs) lowest like that's genuinely one of my lowest uh go for it totals as well which is more than one of them it's just it's just (laughs) nonsense i my guys should die way more than they have um yeah Ben, when it comes to like starting out with Blood Bowl 2020, because we're all about to do this, you know what? What would your angle be if you were kind of getting a group together for the first time, or just reconvening a group, you know, news team assemble style? I I think it really just depends on on what kind of player you are. I think there are some people, some some other friends I've had in wargaming who, so some people you think you probably will enjoy the tournament scene more. And then some you think, well, you're like really into the narrative. I think you'd love League. I think it really does depend on how much time you have, um, how competitive you are and kind of what you want out of it. Because, yeah, tournaments, I think one thing we didn't really mention is a big pro is that you can get a good amount of games in with a team in a very short amount of time. Elite, you can get like a month's worth of games in a day. Um, because you just have to dedicate the one day to it. And I think you can, I think that's a really valid point because it's like, yeah, you can play a lot of Blood Bowl in tournaments and don't necessarily get that in League. Um, so I think it really does, really kind of depends on the player you are. For me personally, I, I like both really evenly. There are some moods I'm in which is more of a tournament. Um, I just want to develop my team. It That's that's bang on fair. Um, right, so one game, 25 go for it. Uh, another game, twenty six. That was against you. Twenty seven against the Lamborn Hammers. Nineteen against Monkey Island Nation. Only seven against Nurgle. 
I guess I didn't have to try very hard to keep up with those guys. And only 19 against Milton today. So, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Playing every team like Skaven. And I've actually got to do the sure feet as well now, which is incredibly useful because that Blodge Blitzer with catch is now movement nine, basically. So That's crazy. Who are? He's so fast. Yeah, get spread on him. That's <laughs> 10 squares. I should be able to pull off a cheeky one-turn touchdown by the end of this league. That's the goal with this guy. Get him sprint next game. And then just go for the one-turn touchdown just once. Oh, Derek. One-turn touchdown, nobility. That's what. That's my goal. That's my goal. No. Got two games to do it. You can do it. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Now I've kind of... There is definitely a way. But no, you, you're right. And a game day might actually be um, the best way to try out Blood Bowl 2020. I mean... Yeah. Just being able to farm those games in. And quite frankly restarting a game is not the worst thing in the world if you are kind of learning or trying out a team so last weekend i played uh james is uh he's busted out some black orcs and i ran nobility um big game it was three nil going into the second half and then i started sort of going oops um and then he got two throw team nick touchdowns which was wicked to see great game but actually we played we played some competitive drives and then it was like actually try this formation like try this out and that exploring the team element is one you don't get in either league or tournament it's that mm. there's that there's that kind of third option which is just playing the game just rolling the dice yeah but i feel like that's just so casual that you wouldn't do it at a club night like it's weird when when your club nights are precious yeah, I think that is. Yeah, you you kind of want to dedicate it to growing something. I think that's why league works so well for club nights. It's just because you have that thing to look forward to. And I know between our club nights, we always have discussions where we're like sharing the team sheet of you thinking about the level ups for the next week, and that that's really kind of magical. That is, you're 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 very much. And you know what? Mm-hmm. In Blood Bowl 2020, I genuinely think we're going to get a lot more of that. I think so too. Uh, Asking what skills do I take? You know, do I pick? Do I save up? Accidentally scored a touchdown with this lineman. Do I risk a random? Like, or do I save up and just choose kick? Like, yeah. Do I want the extra TV? Uh, It's going to be wicked. And we're going to take a little aside here. I'm going to just go off track. Um, This league we're playing in now, which is Bumble, which is 2016 rules, has just highlighted to me how much better the new rules are. Like, there's a ton of stuff that Blue Bell 2016 is great at. Like, it's it's simpler and it, it does a lot of great stuff. But the, the, when it comes to the league system, 2020, and the cash system, 2020 is just so much better. Like... It is. Uh, yeah. The amount of strength ups in the league is just... <laughs> Well, we've got strength four today. Exactly. Like, strength four frenzy. Is he one of the blodgers as well? Uh, oh, no, I don't, think he's, I don't think he's the blodger. Oh, no. okay. He's just the block wolf then. He's just got block. <laughs> strength four block frenzy. But, you know, actually, in the new edition, you can save up and, and you can save up and go for it. Uh, no mm-hmm. one's going to be like, so Ian with his um, pirate dwarves, like, just randomly rolled a strength four guy. And now it's like, let's just win more like if you'd had to save up the spp like that'd be fine for it and actually i really like that you get to spend three spp so you don't have to wait so long for your roll if you wanted to take a random roll you know or you can just save up 12 and get block on your goblins 
you know it's, it's risk reward versus random reward really there's yeah. still a bit of random in it but there's you've got the risk you know the longer you wait the more chance they're gonna die you can't yeah. just get it on game one and win the league absolutely like but um, mm. you know rolling a cheeky edge up on alignment is pretty special though like the, yeah it feels less oppressive than the strength i think the strength is was kind of the issue so i think i think they got that right i <laughs> i think they mm. got it right and the other thing is the cash flow system like oh man it's brutal losing a game and then rolling a one and you're like sweet i just lost yeah. my my thrower we finally got accurate is now dead and um i got 10k to do it you know it, it, now it's going to be 40k yeah. game like it it it's linear and then some teams really do struggle with that yeah elf teams really struggle and because with, you get uh, extra 10k for each touchdown those elf teams yeah, are going to like it's okay to to get more. They're going to get more touchdowns. They're going to get more gold. They're going to be able to buy back that blitzer who dies. And the dwarf teams yeah. are going to score less touchdowns. They're going to get less gold. And you know what? Most of the time, they don't need it anyway. So, mm-hmm. actually, playing the, this last league has made me really appreciate what we were about to go into in 2020. Is it? It is. It is nerfed a little, but out of that nerf comes, I think, slightly greater balance. And that's going to yeah. mean there's more stories. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I think I think we'll probably have an episode, you know, in six months' time, which would be like a kind of a retrospective, uh, why we were wrong. <laughs> we might have that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, the only thing I don't yeah. like is the MVP being completely random. <clears throat> yeah, well, just... we, that's, that's a league thing you can change, I think, really. You can, yeah. you can make it less random. I, I agree i agree so basically if you are about to start playing blood bowl do take three four games and just play the game with teams you're trying out chuck some I skills will add, yes last weekend i watched the queen's gambit on netflix finally it's been out for a little while but um if you have watched it you know what i mean if you haven't go watch it and that is a really good representation of what some Blood Bowl tournaments are like. <laughs> like, some probably less less like the you know Russian tournaments, but like the like the the it's fairly early on. There's like a gym tournament, chess tournament, where people meet up. They're like there's like a commissioner. They write the name down. They all greet each other. They're friendly. They have their games. One of the games finishes in like 10 minutes and you're just like, what on earth happened there? Um, and there might be chess clocks. I don't think we've ever used chess clocks or mandated them in tournaments, but I think some do. Um, but no, I, I was watching that thinking just like, oh, this could be Blood Bowl. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why like Blood Bowl is so great is because in these two options you've got tournament which can be competitive and you've got league which can literally just be dripping in narrative and if you like narrative by death zone you may never play with those rules but you are going to have so much fun reading through them and imagining Mm -hmm. and brewing up clever stuff and if you've got a friendly league you can chuck them on so i mean ben we're going to be filming the youtube series like real soon I would love to use some of the Death Zone stuff in, I think we should, in some yeah. of the weeks. Probably not like everything in one, no, but we can no, pick but yeah. Like one week could be Wizard Week. One week could be Stadium yeah. Week. Just to get those love rules that. out there and add a bit of theme. Um, and of, obviously, we're going to try and, uh, try and get Giant Week, but I don't know if we're going to be able to pull that one off. Might have to do a special... <laughs> how painfully are you feeling? Because if we take a sponsorship, we want to put the logo on all their uniforms. Uh, decal paper, job Freehand done. Freehand a little... <laughs> 
<laughs> decal paper. It's all the all the rage. Like that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I like it. Groovy. Ben, anything else do you think we should add when it comes to league versus tournament? Uh nah. Just just um it's all Blood Bowl. It's all kind of the same game. It's just different ways to play, and I think that's really fun. There'll be a way to, for you that you enjoy, or you might not like Blood Bowl, in which case... This may not be the podcast for you. <laughs> no, wicked. Right. Now, if you are planning on joining Blood Bowl or re-entering Blood Bowl or literally just going and playing for the first time in a very long time, you may be thinking about what team to choose. Now, Ben and I are going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to be back with 29 teams. So be right back. And we're back. And because the world is reopening and everybody's going to be starting to pick a new team for the new league or their next tournament or just playing some sevens of a weekend, which you should definitely do, Ben and I thought we'd take just a couple of minutes, less than a couple of minutes, one minute a team and talk through why you should play that team and maybe why you shouldn't. So what we're going to do is we're going to alternate in teams and we're going to do all 29. So that's everything from the Blood Bowl 2020 rulebook plus the teams of Legend and the two NAF teams and hopefully we're going to get them in the right order. But eh, we might not, so forgive us for that. Um, because obviously we haven't used different resources. We are just going to try and cover every single team. So... I think personally we're going to do this in like 25 minutes. Ben thinks it's going to be like four hours. So let's uh, <clears throat> let's have a go. So Ben, I'll go first with Amazons. Sure. All right. Here we go. One minute on the clock. Amazons. Don't bother. They're boring. There we go. Next team. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Boom. No. Right. Amazons. Humans. Less armor. Everybody has dodge. They've got the best blitzers just like imaginable because they have strength access straight from the thing. So the whole team has dodge, but they're edge three plus. So you don't want to actually be dodging with them. What it does mean is that if someone comes up and tries to punch you in the face, it's going to be harder to hit you. And all you've got to do is get to six SPP to take block and then they have to natural star you. So Amazons, their average speed, their average strength, but the combination of block and dodge and guard on their four blitzers means the team is deceptively brawly uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's a really interesting challenge. There are no great miniatures out there for it. I think the best team you've got kicking around is probably Black Scorpion. So Amazons, love them unless you play against Dwarves. Okay, having to quickly re-record the Black Orc one because audio success. So... Blackhawks. Six strength four players that come with kind of combat skill in Brawler. Basically it means that almost one in three of your blocks becomes three dice instead of two dice. You get to re-roll a single both down when you block stuff. Makes them really, really really consistent and they've got grabs so what you end up doing is using four strength six dudes to just smash people down and pass them around for more smashing you also have a troll and some of the most resilient goblins in the game they've got a thick skull so they're actually less soft than a standard stunty so they're your speed the black orcs are the power you've got a troll there to throw things and to just throw things at the opponent it's a really interesting team very heavy control can do some serious damage when you start getting guard the goblins start fouling even better as well i love the black orc team it's the is it the best i think it might be my favorite addition to blood bowl 2020 okay so chaos minute on the clock let's go everybody blitzes at strength four if you're just starting out with blood bowl that means you roll two dice rolling more dice than your opponent is going to help you win games and they have a minotaur 
Okay, so you get four blockers that are strength four, but it's still edge three plus. They can still pick up the ball. You don't think they can because they're massive, but they genuinely can. Beastman, potentially the best lineman in the game. They blitz with horns. They blitz at strength four. The rest of the time, they're just human linemen, which is great. And then you get a choice of three big guys. You can have the troll if you hate yourself. You can have the ogre if you're a bit scared of being too tough. And you've got the minotaur if you want to live life properly on the blood bowl pitch. Chaos, they brawl. They do start with hardly any skills. And by hardly any, I mean no skills at all. So if you're going to try and put the bowl in blood bowl, you're going to struggle. But if the blood in blood bowl is your game, then actually chaos is going to be a really good place to start. All your players can develop most of like the way you want to go. You can take sure hands if you want to pick up the ball. You can take block if you want to stop them from picking up the ball by breaking their hands and faces. So chaos is chaos. If you're familiar with chaos from Warhammer, you will be very familiar with them for Blood Bowl. Chaos Dwarf Ben, you're up. Okay, Chaos Dwarves. If you want to play Dwarves, but you want to keep your friends, Chaos Dwarves are pretty good. Um, you get, like, the Dwarf linemen. Your blockers are kind of just like regular Dwarf ones, but cooler because they're Chaos. Um, you also get the Minotaur that was mentioned before, which is probably the coolest big guy. That's not the Bloodthirster. Um, this team is awesome. You, you can back up your blockers with probably the best cheap linemen in the game because they're cheap and still strength three and not rubbish. Um, and so you can foul for days but the real meat is the ball centaurs who I've played against them in plenty of tournaments to know they really ruin your day they're super fast, they're strength 4 they do everything um, yeah this team is just really oppressive if you love bash with kind of funny shenanigans with the ball centaurs and the minotaurs this team is really really a lot of fun Chaos Pact is a very strange team. We've only got the old school graphics up behind us. Basically, if you want to run three big guys, but don't want to have an army of stunty backing them up, this is it. Okay, you get a Minotaur, you get a Rat Ogre if you want one, your actual Ogre if you want a Troll, you get a pick of each one of those. And it comes with a pretty decent team alongside it. There's a new thrower, and no one likes the new thrower because he's the new guy, and that's just sad, but unfortunately he's just not as good as the normal human thrower, and that does make him open to ridicule. The Dark Elf is pretty sweet, and like Ben said, is cooler because it's Chaos and gets mutations. There's an Orc for the lols because Armor 10 is great fun to just put on the line and get back up again every single time and then there's the goblin which is a mutated goblin and for some reason that dude always gets a second head and a second head on a goblin means you're just rolling two plus with a re-roll to wander everywhere it's like having a strength two snotling with an extra movement the team is fantastic it is slightly underpowered it is classic tier two it's going to murder teams it's going to win things it won one of our tournaments last year or the year before uh chaos pact if you like modeling if you like punching above your weight and if you like big guys letting you down enjoy okay next we've got dark elves which are the probably bashiest of all the elf teams if you want to play an elf team and have edge two plus everywhere but you also want to not die and cause a lot of damage uh dark elves are your bet you can have four blitzers which is really cool for elves um you can uh, have your Witch Elves, which are one of the rare Frenzy pieces in the game that start with that. Um, I've seen Dark Elves play really well with many good coaches um, in our league and in tournaments. They are a team that in the hands of a really skilled player can really lay down the pain because they do everything in the game very well. They are very expensive, their players, so when you start losing them, you really do struggle to make that back. 
Um, there's a couple of pieces in there, like the assassin who you don't see often, um, but you kind of don't need to because everything else is so damn good. Okay, next up we've got dwarves. So if you like rolling block dice and feeling smug, this is it. All right, they've got a death roller. Death roller is awesome. No one's ever going to run it because it costs a fifth of your team. But when it comes to dwarves, if you want to learn positioning, if you want to learn positioning slow players with not a lot of agility, but mix it in with actually an insane amount of combat power. And if you like to feel invincible, if you like to feel like you are the sea, you are time itself, and you are going to be there when your opponent is done living, Dwarves are going to give you that feeling. They are sneaky fast, okay? They've got Blitzers who are movement 5, but they're still edge 3 plus. They've got Runners who've got Sure Hands, movement 6, edge 3 plus. And they've got Troll Slayers who are sneaky, some of the most fun players in the game. Honestly, you can run Dwarves and you can lose friends, but you can also win tournaments. Okay, next we have Elven Union. Um, so Dark Elves before, the Bashy Elves, the Elven Union, these are the Fancy Elves. These are made up of all the... Those best elves and mix of elves and you know inclusive elves and where dark elves kind of lay down the bash these guys sacrifice that to really play the ball um you want to be if you want to be fast throwing um scoring a billion touchdowns while also still you know hanging in the game the elven union are awesome they have an extremely good thrower extremely good catchers um, still two solid block pieces to back them up um, yeah I, I, again it, when you have elf teams like this with edge 2 plus everywhere they are hard to pin down um, and probably the word I used to describe them is slippery okay it's goblin time so I think this is our first stunty team stunty is wicked goblins are remarkably good movement six and edge three plus with stunty and dodge means that they are three plus plus into almost any square in the game and they fly they literally fly one of them's actually genuinely got wings so throw teammate land with goblins is amazing they've got armor eight plus which means they're going to survive an awful lot of punching They've got the swoop mechanic, so your trolls can throw them over the line. If you like paratrooping, if you want to relive like some of the most intense battles in human history, but on the Blood Bowl pitch, you can launch, you can just paratroop goblins behind your opponent's line, and they're just going to harass and harangue and dodge around and punch things and just sow genuine discourse. Um, but you've also got trolls and a ball and chain and a chainsaw and a dude with a loudspeaker. The team is made of absolute nonsense, but it is backed up with some remarkably good stunty players. I played against them at Stunty Cup, and goblins are the best of the stunties. They brawl like no other stunty. Goblin team, if you want to pretend to be a stunty, but actually just want to play chainsaws and trolls, go for it. Okay, next we've got Halflings, another stunty team. Um, if you really like Lord of the Rings and you think you want to live in the Shire and make friends with everyone, this is the team for you. They are um, a team of extreme underdogs. They are all rubbish. Um, <laughs> they, they, they look squishy in comparison to goblins. Um, however, you do get two trees, plus often a third bigger tree. Um, if you really want to reenact Isengard, this is these guys are great you can throw halflings like no other really you, as in they're just so expendable and trees are so good at it um 
I feel like where goblins brawl their way to a victory, halflings luck their way to a victory. Um, if you win with a halfling team, you know it's a lucky game, but that's kind of it, and you can't be mad, and no one can be mad at you for that. Um, you deserve every win you you get with halflings, and they are just ridiculously good fun. Yeah, love it. And because Ben is genuinely a high elf prince, you're up again, kid. Mm, snagging the double turn like Age of Sigma. I am, <laughs> yeah, I, I am a huge fan of high elves. Where I was saying the uh, Elven Union are slippery and handle the ball, high elves kind of handle the ball with a little bit more, I don't know, talcum powder? <laughs> I'd go for that. Um, they, they make it a little bit less, uh, they, they have a bit more sturdiness and rigidity to them. They don't fall apart so much at the sacrifice of a bit of speed. However, if you really like to play the passing game, which I love, in Blood Bowl, I think people don't pass enough. Play High Elves because we joke about the best throw in the game. High Elves have the best throw in the game. Um, he, even in 2016, would be throwing long bombs genuinely not that unreliably. And with great catches to back them up, you can kind of play like Elven Union with armor. Um, yeah, they're just a lot of fun. They're really forgiving, better humans. Uh, yeah, just really expensive. So when they die, it's really, 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 really brutal. Love it. Right, we're going to take a timeout. And this is probably going to add us some time to the thing, but I just really need to interject here when it comes to high elves. There are no miniatures for them yet. So I don't think people play as many games with them as they potentially could, Ben. But high mm. elves, because of the way sevens is played, you get four positionals. So the cost isn't quite so much a factor because high elf positionals are very expensive. So when it comes to building an elf team, if you want to do throwing stuff, you can kind of get more positionals on a pro elf team. If you can only have four positionals anyway, high elves, Ben, I think are sneaky top dogs in sevens. They came first and third in a tournament last, last month in Australia or something. Basically, they're pro elves with extra armor, which is how you described them. I think high elves are secret like sevens pro teams like i'm really was it two blitzers one throw one catcher i mean i would imagine so i think that's probably the best yeah. way to do it It could be two catchers instead that's the only other thing because the same cost yeah. and then you get two movement eight pieces anyway had to take a time out to chuck that in there because mm. i haven't had a chance to talk to you about it and i'm really like really jones in cool. for high elves and sevens now which is interesting anyway what's the next team up mm. i think humans Ooh, we can do humans. So humans have been the quintessential starter team forever. And in this edition, they got boosted in every way imaginable. Their blitzes are fantastic. The thrower is amusingly one of the best throwers in the game. Sure hands pass two plus armor, decent armor, decent movement. The catchers are weak at strength two, but they're still moving eight dodge pieces. And they come in at 65k, which is less than a lot of teams linemen. Okay, so they get that cheeky position or they can run an ogre just because they can have four blitzers with a strength access. So shortly they become four blocking guard pieces, which is phenomenal. And now they get halflings as well. So the team got better in passing. They got the same price, I think. And now they've got a cheeky couple of stunty players. So you even get to do the one turn touchdown. The team is the classic mid-range team. It can outbash vulnerable teams it can outdash stronger teams you can brawl with anybody and with that guard potential and the block skill it baked in humans didn't just they're not just the starter team anymore they are a tier one powerhouse and 
we're going to see a ton of human teams everywhere in league and tournaments, and they're going to do really well. Okay, Imperial Nobility. Um, so yeah, we talked about them a lot recently, I think even on this episode, because Ben is playing them in the league. Um, yeah, kind of in a, in a weird way, kind of like the Blackhawks are also another control team, um, that kind of defensive control, where the Blackhawks want to dictate the pitch themselves, the nobility team kind of position the pitch and force the opponent to struggle. Um, you have a lot of defensive skills um, that kind of save you in a lot of situations. Your linemen are really bad, um, but Fend kind of frees them up and helps them out a bit. I think this team is one which you will you you want to take being like, I want a challenge. I want to... Take something that's definitely suboptimal and make it work and maybe use my own skill to win games um, and my own good positioning. And I think when that does happen, it really pays off because this team can be really challenging to crack open just from all that pitch control. In the before times, in the long, long ago, there was a race that died. Then they came back and played Blood Bowl. This is a really weird team. This is desert skeletons okay you got four big guys with movement four no negatrate strength five they've got no agility to speak of the entire team has got no agility everybody is edge four plus at best but you get four strength five pieces they've got decay which is going to hurt them ever so slightly in league but do you know what's going to hurt more four strength five pieces that are gonna get mighty blow at some point so the downside of this team is you're gonna have to rely on sure hands four plus plus which is very 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 risky because three plus seems to fail all the damn time but you've got two blitzes with block you've got two of those guys with sure hands the rest of the team is cheap as chips got thick thick skull it's gonna stay on the pitch and then by the way did i mention four strength five big guys Okay, if you think your American football needs more space dinosaurs that shoot lasers and also travel through time, <laughs> then lizard men are your jam. They are kind of they're they're a team with an immense bash and also great runners. Um, they kind of do each of those extremes very well, and in the middle is where they kind of struggle. Um, so the core of the team is you get up to six. Bashy strength four, very fast moving movement six, uh, lizard men, which are really mean and level up like nobody's business. Um, and to support them, you get a very fast skinks, which are like rapid goblins. Um, and yeah, so they do the ball, they do all the ball stuff. It can be difficult to score on your main lizards because their agility is rubbish. Um, but they all, they both half of the team do their thing very well. And this team always does consistently well from what I found. Really solid, really safe bet. And also you get a croc score if you want an even bigger lizard. So we've seen the sandy undead. Now we're going to look at the squishy undead. So the necromantic team is a really interesting one. It is, for all intents and purposes, a zombie team with a bunch of horror tropes inside it. First of all, you've got werewolves. We talked about them this episode as well because Ben has a team made almost entirely of them because they're great. Movement 8, Frenzy, Edge 3+, they do it all. They start with no skills at the beginning, but they become incredible blitzers. And you get two. They can become catchers because they're movement 8. You've got ghouls. Ghouls are solid movement 7th, edge 3 plus dodge pieces, and you've got golems, which are stand firm with strength 
four. So if you like Stand Firm on the Nobility team, you're going to really like these guys because it's two dice all of the time, forever, and they've got Regenerate. Um, the interesting one here is they've now developed Ghosts instead of their Blitzers. So these are sidestepping, foul appearance, ghosty things. Can't move the ball at all, but they will just wander around your opponent, terrifying them, and then knocking them down. This team has got an incredible amount of hitting power, but it is very expensive to start out with. Very similar to the nobility. Tier 2, going to take some work, but it will reward you. Okay, next we have Norse. So this seems to be the team that they threw all the spare ideas they had and put them all into one team. Um, no, but it is a really cool team. They have a lot of block, but in kind of a fair way, um, because they're all also really kind of lightly armoured. Um, kind of reverse Amazons, where they don't have dodge, instead they have block. There are too many players in this team, um, so you won't have them all. Um, but you do get a big guy with claw and frenzy, who's a real beast. Um, you get two other frenzy types of players you get like strength four werewolves basically um you get some berserkers which are like blocking werewolves but a bit less strong you get a bit of dauntless in there they they really do cover a lot of ground and starting with block across the board for the most part is a really safe bet so it kind of gives you a little bit of safety to build this team how you like um again really solid uh not massively fast but the runners are still pretty quick the great thing about nurgle is that everybody 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 has to have an underdog, and Nurgle, bless them, bottomed out hard. Games Workshop, clearly just something happened. Someone in the office played Nurgle, loved Nurgle, won a lot of games with Nurgle, so they thought, <laughs> this team's too agile, and murdered everybody. So the cool thing about this team is it's got a load of grotesque, disturbing presence-style things, and four massive strength four pieces, along with a really strange troll-like being with tentacles and more goop. It is an expensive team with a ton of strength, and with regeneration and defensive skills really good defensive team the downside is the linemen are chaff 35k and you've got basically nothing you can do with them the pestigors are the key to this team and you can only take four so it's a really interesting team you've got a ton of muscle not a lot of movement not a lot of skills but some pestigors that can do stuff and because everyone's got regeneration this team will be great at tv 1400 plus because they're not going to die they're going to keep their spp they're going to keep their skills it's just going to be a really long year to get there if you want to run the closest thing to the fellowship on the blood bowl pitch the owa team is kind of going to get you there you get elves no you don't but you get dwarves humans halflings and treemen as well so you've got like a core of a human team the thrower is not quite as good but you've got a ton of good stuff there and you get a couple of dwarf positionals basically you kind of get to run half a human team and half a dwarf team with an ogre or a tree man and a couple of halflings to be thrown by that it's a really interesting team it's a very new team it is rated as tier one and over time when they all start getting block and guard and things it is a brutal team it was brutal in 2016 and it is much better in 2020 so owa good challenge and potentially one you can do with models you've already got hey o is for ogres go, um this is the fps mode of blood bowl so this is where you have a team of absolute garbage strength one useless things however you can turn them into ammunition and start lobbing them across the board because you have like six if you're if you're feeling fun strength uh five huge ogres that are still pretty good players on their own right sure they need to activate on a two plus to do anything um which will let you down this team is not good um however they are so much fun 
because you have just an immense amount of power and meat that you can just sometimes dominate the entire pitch. Yes, the the linemen are rubbish, but now in with new rules that have been added into Blood Bowl, you can now get loads of them. Um, so you can really be expendable with them. They cost nothing, literally. Um, and yeah, they fall apart, but you know you can try and take out as many as you like with them. Uh, yeah, I, I I think they're just so much fun, so much fun, ogres. I love it. The only thing missing from that is just to point out, you can also kick them. You don't. You can throw them, and you oh, get to kick them. Like it's just in, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's completely unnecessary. If throwing one person a turn wasn't enough, you could also kick them as well. Orcs, orcs, orcs. So yes, they've got animosity, but they should have always always had animosity anywhere. I'm not particularly convinced that orcs like to share, and if they do have to share, it's going to be on a two plus. And really, how much you're sharing the ball anyway? If you take a thrower, it gets the ball and stays with the ball. But you don't need the thrower because you've got four blitzers, which are just dead hard. Armor ten, block, movement six, edge three plus. They will do everything you want them to do, and the way is often bashed clear by the other four great players on there, which are now movement five, strength four biggins so eight of your starting 11 are either going to have block or strength four they are just a couple of filthy level ups away from being one of the most dominant combat teams and you can also take a troll if that amount of combat wasn't enough for you and you can take goblins if you like to throw stuff as well and quite frankly the orc lineman is a superb positional this team is incredibly underrated. They got animosity this time around, so sometimes it's going to be a pain, but the rest of the time the pain is all going to be up in the opponent. Every bit of them. Everywhere. And it's Skaven, so Ben has buzzed me in here. Um, Skaven never really played them. Heard they're quite good. Really, <laughs> really love this team. All right, so the linemen... Very fragile, but very fast. The whole team is movement 7+, plus, unless you take a Rat Ogre, in which case, how much do you need him to move? He's six squares, frenzy, Four. strength 5, garbage, like just murder, death everywhere. The Rat Ogre is great, but you don't even need him because you can take four gutter runners. Movement 9, edge 2+, plus, dodge. And the thrower has got passing 2+, plus now, with movement 7 and sure hands. If you want to move the ball around, there are going to be few teams that can do it as well as Skaven. They don't even struggle massively on the combat front. They've got two blitzers who are fantastic, and they can take that Rat Ogre to murder things as well. If you're taking the Rat Ogre, you're dropping your gutter runners. But in the new edition, touchdowns is equal to gold. So every time you throw a Skaven in the way to score a touchdown, it's just making some of its money back. And I cannot think of anything more Skaven than throwing your lineman in the way for your own success. Okay, next we have Slan. This team's rubbish because they're all sat in chairs, like <laughs> thinking about things and casting spells. And wrong stuff. Slan, wrong just Slan. Kidding. <laughs> that's, that's the new Slan. These are all just frog people, um, and they are absolutely ridiculous. I've never played as them, but I've played against them a couple of times. Yeah. And they are... I actually described elves as slippery, and I should have reserved that word for these. Because <laughs> these guys, they all have leap very long legs. They're jumping all over the place, um, over people. They are really hard to pin down. Often, that is to their own demise. <laughs> I've seen them leap onto their face many times. Um, yeah, it's a really weird team, a really hard play style. However, I think you'll remember a lot of games you play with them because the moments that you get with them is just unforgettable. And a really cool team, hard to get a hold of because they're not really official in any way. Um, 
But if you can find some cool frog minis, which there are now, thanks to 3D prints, uh, yeah, this it's a cool team. If you want to play a tier 3 team, but really secretly want to play a tier 1 team, Snotlings are where it's at. And the reason for that is because you get 75 of them, okay? Like Ben said, when it comes to the little tiny players, they don't count towards the cash. Not only is that the case, but they come with up to two random steamrollers, also backed up by trolls. And some guys on stilts, and some guys on uh, big space hoppers, and just sneaky great bombardiers as well and that's all for about £3.50. The team is incredibly good. In League you get so much inducements it's not a snotling team it is a star player X team with a ton of bodies and the bodies have swarming so not only have you got 11 players on the pitch you've got up to 13. It is awesome. Snotlings actually win games because nobody can stop the 2++ titchy stunty stuff and then the little hopper dudes with pogo stick are leaping places on a 3+, and the stilty guys have got sprint, so they're movement 9. They're movement 9. All you have to do is get 4 squares in the pitch basically and you're starting to be within scoring range. The pump wagons look amazing, they are horrible to build, but you can get the team painted in about 12 minutes as well. Love this team. Okay, we've got Undead next. Um, yeah, these are... I've always thought these to be a real solid tier 1 team. Um, you get a range of awesome players. You get two big guys with no nega trait. Uh, they are really slow as heck, but you know they do punch, and that's what they need to do. Um, you get great blitzers, which are still pretty quick, uh, can withstand their own. You get the ghoul, you get ghouls, which can run, dodge. They, you know, they carry a ball. You want them to level up, so you want them to score. Uh, and then you get a line of real cheap and durable zombies, and sometimes a skeleton if you want to foul. It's a team which they just have a piece which has their role and you want them doing that role and each other piece supports them doing that role. It's kind of like chess where you have your your back line. It's kind of like your back line in chess where every piece does its own thing and you've got to you know, use them all together and then you win um, and then your zombies are your pawns. So yeah, if you want to play chess, play, play, play Undead. <laughs> Fantastic. What's the show you've been watching on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I like Skaven, and I like Goblins. I like Mutated Goblins, and I like Snotlings. This team is a very strange team. The whole point here is you've got a little bit of this team, a little bit of that team, and they've all got mutations. So you've just got two-headed dudes, extra arms everywhere. You've got a gutter runner, you've got a thrower, you've got a blitzer from the Skaven team. Those are some fantastic positionals. You've got Mutated Goblins. So everything we said about Goblins with them running around... Once they've mutated and got a second head, they are Edge 2 plus everywhere through every gap. And they're cheap. And you get Snotlings as well. You can run up to six Snotlings on this team. They do take slots in your roster, but they still have swarming. So realistically, you can start a game with 11 or 12 or 13 or 14 players on the pitch. Snotlings are massively vulnerable, but they're going to fill a square. And you can also feed them to your Rat Ogre, which on this team is a superb element. Goblins are cheap, you've got extra cash, you can take that Rat Ogre, you can take a bench, you've got the Gutter Runner to score, you've got Skaven to do great things, and you've got goblins everywhere. Okay, Ben. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you want to activate all your players on a 4+, this team is for you, because <laughs> Vampires uh, did get kind of hit quite hard in the new edition. There were some weird rules, in rules interactions. Um, they are, ignoring that though, um, they are 
a really interesting team. I think it was actually one of the first teams I ever played up played against, and it was really bizarre to play goblins against a team of strength four, agility two plus, uh, fast things that just absolutely melted you. Um, so when they do what they're meant to do, this team crushes. You have pretty much the best players in the game with that caveat where sometimes they kill their own team to do it. Um, it's a really interesting team. I think if you like vampires, I think just give them a shot anyway and work work around the weird rules things they have going on. Um, because it's just really funny to just play this team of absolutely overpowered people fighting their own team. And last but most definitely not least, we've got Wood Elves. So Wood Elves have forever been the boogeyman team of Blood Bowl. But in 2020, uh, they got toned down ever so slightly. But they are still incredible. They are vulnerable. They are made of wishes. If you look at them hard, they're going to die. But while they're dying, they're all movement 7. They're all edge 2+. plus. Their war dances have to be the best position in the game because they start with block and dodge and movement 8 and agility 2+. plus. And they've got leap in there as well. Now, leap is not a great skill anymore. But every now and again, it's going to give them a 3 plus roll to just get away from something. And that is going to be massive because they are going to be in the thick of it. Two war dances great thrower the catches are strength two which makes them the most vulnerable of all the elf catchers but you know what if you want to have six movement eight edge two plus pieces this team can do it and then if you've got a ton of gold you can just buy a tree man put it on the line and it's going to save elves lives wood elves are still very powerful they just got slightly fairer Okay, so that was more like 29 teams in 39 minutes and Ben was right and I'm going to try really hard to edit this video down to try and get it in 25 minutes instead of 29. But I don't know, man. That was great fun. Ben, that was awesome. Um, yeah, that was good. We kind, of, yeah. we kind of started chatting halfway through and just pointed out that every single one of these teams, there's a reason to play it. There's multiple mm -hmm. reasons to play it. Nurgle's the only one that I think has lost a bit of its luster. But that in itself kind of makes it that you kind of want to play say, it. I was going to say, I really want to take them because I want them to make them work. Yeah. It's, like, it's like with those teams where you just really want to give your... You really want to punish yourself and give yourself that challenge. There but, are yeah. there are definitely some Tier 1 teams. And those Tier 1 teams are Tier 1 for a reason. Skaven are just awesome wood elves are still really really good those teams are going to be better yeah. but when it comes to like halfway through tier one to tier two it's a really close mix like nobility kemri these are tier two teams underworld tier two teams but every one of them has an angle or multiple angles that you want to make work and i think ben you said earlier it's just a different way to play you've got a challenge like it's it's if you know if lining up and doing the skaven one turn two turn touchdown repeatedly isn't fun for you anymore take nurgle see if you can't brew them up see if you can't get three wins in your season it take halflings and just spend the whole game throwing them in the air every team here has an angle and a reason to play them and my mm -hmm. favorite thing about blood bowl is that any team can beat any other team and it, it, it happens all the flipping time best game ever what was it six 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 one ian's goblin team against lewis's who won our league his lizard man team that's absolutely nuts 
<laughs> I it was the most scoringest game in Wobble history until I beat a Goblin team seven one or seven two with the Wood Elf team, <laughs> like just a ton of touchdowns. But every team's got an angle. Every team, generally speaking, has got some nice miniatures out there. Some of the teams of Legend are struggling a little bit. I there's a there's some okay Chaos Dwarf teams, but. We really need Games Workshop to drop these and fix them up. And Norse, maybe we've got a little bit too many positionals. And I think all the teams of Legend need a little bit, a little bit of spice. And we've seen it with so many teams in Core Blood Bowl. They've had a tweak. They've had a little bit of identity added. And when they land, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Like, I'm, I just love all of these teams, every single one of them. And that's very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> great collectible yeah great collectible uh, hobby uh, and uh, yeah if you want to get games in with all of them I do recommend playing in sevens it's uh, 45 minutes you get a good chance to play a team three hours you get a few games in with that team you can sort of learn about the positionals um, they'll play differently but you'll get more chance to do stuff with them absolutely awesome Ben thank yeah. you very much that was wicked it was worth a try <laughs> yeah no thank you that was great fun <laughs> right wicked i think we're going to wrap up the show today before we go just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who supports us by listening by engaging and uh, those of you who join us on patreon every month we do competitions and we also try to get all the content out early and at the moment our patrons are helping us choose the rosters themselves for our next youtube series uh, which means i now have to paint up an ogre for a nobility team which is definitely fine um but People who have joined us recently, just want to say a big thank you to Daniel K, Trevor Perlman, Mike O'Connor, Veshar, Joe Newton, Nathan Wallace, uh, Jimmy Ebsworth, Chris Rill, Andrew Fern, uh, Papa Z, nice, Stefan P, and Stefan Bluchet. I'm really sorry I've destroyed that name. That's gone very badly. But anyway, thank you everybody for supporting us. Thank you for listening. Do let us know if there's something particularly you want us to ramble about with Blood Bowl. Otherwise, we're just going to keep making stuff up every other week and just bore you with what has to legitimately be the best tabletop game out there in my opinion which absolutely which won't surprise anybody right BT I'm going to let you go it's now 11 o'clock it's very nearly my birthday and uh, Tiff starts work in 6 hours so I imagine she's going to be upset when I come to bed in a minute uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah anyway I'm going to have a fun birthday Ben thank you ever so much for hanging out man it's nice to chat and um oh yeah. i will literally see you next tuesday at club yeah thank you happy birthday oh, tomorrow blah 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 thanks very much guys catch you later